0: This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three,
1: two, one.
0: And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed.
1: So don't think that in order to be an innovative company, that you have to do all this invention, right? You just have to know where to look and have a structure, and we'll talk a little bit about that, to, to take things that are out there and turn them into products that, that your customers uh, are looking for.
0: That's Patrick Heaney, the luncheon speaker at the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference, where he spoke about how to innovate. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 338 joining us for the first time welcome be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show that's the magic of podcasting and be sure to share the podcast with someone you know we're publishing this september 27th of 2023 you can find us at wqa.org and on linkedin facebook instagram and x and in this episode we're going to feature a highlight from the wqa mid-year leadership conference in lake tahoe Patrick Kini, the CEO of Subeka, an Internet of Things or IoT startup, talking about change, disruption, and how we can all be more innovative. After his remarks, he joined WQA's CEO Paulie Undusser for a time of Q&A. Later, we'll have our motivational minute and WQA tip. Now on to Patrick Kini and Pauli Undusser. On. WQA radio
1: who in this room has um, ever heard of Amazon sidewalk now if you heard about it from me last night you can't put your hand up so who here has heard of Amazon sidewalk okay almost no one. Who here in the room has looked at their company's products and said, "Oh, we should get into IoT?" So, so a decent a decent number. All right. How many people in this room have either an Alexa device in your home or a Ring doorbell or Ring camera? So that's pretty in, pretty representative of the US of actually the developed world population. So here's what Sidewalk is. So Subeka is an IOT company. We are built on a number of things. We are not only built on Sidewalk, but that's what I think, it it gets to be kind of a fun, sticky conversation when I tell people what it is. So Amazon Sidewalk, we have built all of our technology. Um, This water meter sits sits on Sidewalk. So we don't build the meter. This is a typical Neptune brass meter, it could be somebody else's. This is our smart, re- smart meter register, which is actually an IoT device. This device sits on any water meter in the United States or the developed world. Scan it with a QR code from your phone, and you're connected to Amazon Sidewalk. So, so what is Sidewalk? Inside your home, for those of you that have those devices, you know that an Amazon Echo device or a ring doorbell or camera has two radios. It has a Bluetooth radio that you've used to provision your device to the the network. And then secondly, it has a Wi-Fi radio so that it actually connects to to the internet. What you don't know is that all of those devices have a third radio. They have a proprietary 900 megahertz LoRa radio, long range, low power radio that emanates from your home about three quarters of a mile to a mile. And given the number of devices, as you guys have all just shown, all of those radio signals overlap. And they create a mesh network throughout the developed world. And in April of this year, incident, interesting timing, on when I joined Subeka, Amazon turned on that mesh network, and it is known as Sidewalk. And it is free. So think about this. The water industry is faced with a particular challenge around IOT and that is you need to put devices into remote places and it's very hard to get connectivity back to the internet or it's very expensive for example this smart meter register if you were going to connect this to cellular that would be 70 cents a month for for, for however long you're, you're using this per device so if you're a water utility you know we're not like electric utilities where you know eight 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 electric utilities serve 85% of the US population. There's 57,000 water utilities in the United States. So many of them are really small and they're not very well funded. So say you're a 20,000 person um, water utility, and if if you have to pay cellular, that's a $250,000 cell bill at a minimum every year. So it gets very, very expensive. So by connecting to sidewalk, you now have free backhaul telemetry to the cloud, where you can do with whatever you want with that data they can get back to you. So, so sidewalk is this really innovative thing, right? And all the things that led to sidewalk took a long, long time. But when you look at the long, this kind of long nose of innovation um, this is where we are. We've put a whole bunch of these inventions together that have happened to create a, this IoT company focused on water, and sidewalks. One of the things that one of the things that we do, but it, it is um, incredibly interesting and sticky with people to talk about the fact that you know one of the when, whenever we talk to somebody, the biggest barrier they have is. I just can't get the communication. The communications is just an issue. The telemetry is a huge problem. And the idea now that there is a free managed, a free network built by one of the biggest tech companies in the world that no one has to manage. It's already managed. That is incredibly valuable. And so that's, I think, why Polly kind of, it's, it's an interesting discussion. So talk a little bit about that. So, So don't think that in order to be an innovative company, that you have to do all this invention, right? You just have to know where to look and have a structure, and we'll talk a little bit about that, to, to take things that are out there and turn them into products that, that your customers uh, are looking for.
2: But to kick us off for right now, I would certainly love to hear more about the disruption side of things. Just thinking about coming from Amazon Amazon is disrupting a lot of industries, and just thinking, how has that been part of your professional journey, um, and how has that maybe led you to Sebeka? But also, do you consider yourself a disruptor, or not? Huh. I don't know about the last one. I don't know that. I don't know that I do
1: consider myself a disruptor. You know, kind of a. Um, you know, my mental image is just kind of that environmental engineer in a relatively sleepy market, but I guess, you know, in some ways, sure. Um, I think as far as being a disruptor or working in disruption, um, you know, one of, one of the things for me that was very, it was an interesting journey going from like an Arcadis to an Amazon, right? That is a massive culture shift, um, and, uh, and but, but, but very, very interesting. And one thing you do have to get through when you get into innovation, um, and this is particularly relevant for the senior leaders in this room, right? And, and well, for anybody, both senior and, one, one of the things that we find is that people don't like to get into innovation discussions because they don't know a lot about the topic. And so then when you get into conversations with people, um, there's this imposter syndrome, right? You feel like, hey, you know, why am I in this room at Amazon? What? Like, I am clearly not the smartest tool in this tool shed, so I, don't even, I shouldn't even be here. But I will tell you, when, when Sidewalk was first a concept, it was known as Sailboat, codenamed Sailboat, and three years ago when I got very involved with it, no one at Amazon was thinking about Sidewalk for water. No one. Um, because no one understood the technical aspects of packet sizing from water data, you know, from typical kind of water communications from metering technology and that sort of thing. And so I was kind of quickly, I quickly jumped on it. I said, wait, this is going to be perfect. So even though I felt like I was an imposter in the room, um, you got to get over it. You, you have to get, you have to, you know, so it's, it's a little bit of get outside your comfort zone and this, that, and the other thing. But there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that's been read about, you know, the imposter syndrome and how you need to manage that and and help your younger staff mentor them through that but also you as a senior leader you know you got to get through that too.
2: Would you have any advice for folks on what they could do as senior leaders just kind of building off of that from helping others to to get past it?
1: Uh, You know you just you, you have to jump in um, you, you've got to be uncomfortable for a while. Um, you've got to make yourself uncomfortable. Get
2: comfortable uh, with uncomfort. Yeah, right? yeah, get in, get in and
1: be like, I don't think I know a lot about this, but um, yeah, tell me, tell me a little bit more, right? So,
2: yeah. so you spoke a lot about um, general public and some of the perceptions that are out there. I am curious of your opinion or perception of how the general public views innovation or how does it play a role in the general public's lives?
1: Well, it's so. So we all know this: the general public isn't rational, right? So you're not dealing with a rational consumer, particularly in water, right? So how many of us? It just drives you nuts. You go in and you watch somebody who will buy, you know, a three-dollar bottle of water, but then get on Facebook and tear up their water utility because you know they're paying, you know, four and a half dollars for a thousand gallons of water. I mean, it's not a rational consumer, right? So it's a it's a different thing. Um, But so for for, you know, for, for the water industry, I think the, for the water consumer, I guess, um, you know, one thing that, that I know is they, they don't want to come home and have another job. They're not ready for that yet. It's while they will 100% spend hours and hours trying to hook up their Sonos device, you know, because they want to have stream music into their bathroom and into their, you know, they, they'll do that, right? They'll set up really complicated, you know, systems in their home to monitor their baby, um, but they just won't do it yet for water. And so it's, you've, you know, getting, so you, you're not gonna bring that, you, you might be able to, but a little bit, but you've gotta meet that customer where they are. And so you've gotta look at things like, like take a sidewalk, right? So you you're taking something, you're taking a job away from the customer. They don't ever have to set anything up. Your device goes shipped, it's pre-provisioned, and the data just comes to you, and the customer doesn't have to do anything. Then then that's that's getting that's meeting them where they need to be.
2: So I know we've covered a lot of topics today, um, but I'm curious: is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to make sure that these leaders would leave this conference knowing? And feel free to throw in any fun facts about yourself or superpowers, anything like that as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, so the one thing I think one thing that um, I would say, particularly to the leaders, particularly to the CEOs, the presidents who are in the room, when you see innovation, when you see something that you're 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 really intrigued by, you know. Get over the imposter syndrome. Jump at that quickly. Get, get, get formal, get messy, um, Get after it quickly. Don't worry about, hey, I'm going to take this back to my team. I want four levels of uh, people buying in on this concept, and then we're going to go through this, you know, three-month pro-, you know, innovation is messy, and reacting quickly um, can mean the difference from you know having x percent market share and having x 30% market share so i think is it's a message to the to the leaders in the room is you know you you do need to react quickly um, when you see it uh, that would be that would be that
2: and i know over lunch we talked about just how do you fail fast, fail often, those types of things, but maybe even changing the terminology on that of, you know, trial and error or trial and learn or something that because uh, failure seems to have, you know, this stigma behind it that you failed, right? Um, So anything you would, you would would expand on that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like that fail fast. I, I, I don't mind the failure word. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it, it sets a cultural tone. I think if you try and gloss over it, you know your employees see through it. They they know that you're talking business speak. Let them know if they fail, it's okay. You know, but when you tell them you're going to do something, you got to do it, right? If you say, hey, look, you've, you've, somebody's come to you. We have this idea. Okay, we're going to set aside. I know you're, you know, whatever, uh, whoever the employee is, we're going to set aside ten thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars, whatever, whatever your investment's going to be in that little thing. Make sure they get the funding. Make sure they know. We're behind you, and if this doesn't work, we still want to. We're still going to learn from it because, um, for example, Amazon failed at the phone, at the Fire Phone. It was an absolute abject failure. It went horribly. They spent billions of dollars on building a smartphone that no one wanted. It was horrible. But the technology of the Fire Phone became the Amazon Echo. And that has now enabled Sidewalk, which has enabled my career. So, I, <laughs> thank you for failing on the on, on the fire phone. But they have to. So, I think if you if you business speak it up too much, it mm-hmm. it kind of loses. You, you lose a little bit of credibility. Let them know if the, if this doesn't work out, we're still, yeah, no no problem.
0: And our motivational minute. What does winning look like? Another football season is upon us and we want our team to win, right? I'm reminded of Vince Lombardi's famous quote, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. So what does it take to win? Well, above all else, it takes more than just you. You build a business or organization by collaborating with others who form a team. But even further, you win by being part of a community. Members of the community come together to share ideas, success, failures, new ideas and experiences. You can't get that if you try to go it alone. The power of community literally can transform who and what we are into something bigger and better than we could ever imagine. If you're in the water treatment business, that community is the Water Quality Association. If you're not yet part of our community, Why, join today to see what winning is all about. And our WQA tip. Have you heard about the new WQA PFAS portal? a new page on the website featuring a variety of resources videos guides that members can use to learn more about pfas and how to talk to customers about the forever chemicals for instance wqa's technical affairs director eric yake hosts a video on the five things you need to know about pfas there's a downloadable guide to help dealers get a quick overview links to the WQA knowledge base and WQRF research, and we also have a video that discusses how to talk about PFAS in a clear and understandable way. Just go to wqa.org slash PFAS portal, and we'll continue to update the page as new resources become available. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org, and of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.